Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter, where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. We are a mere 52 days, 7 hours, 46 minutes, and 43 seconds away from opening day of turkey season in Alabama. I am already getting my gear out, making sure all of my calls sound good. I've got my chalk for my box call. All of my diaphragm calls from last year are still in decent shape. Been practicing on my slate calls, driving my wife crazy. Got my turkey vest out. I've got all of my gear laid out, ready to go. Of course, Black Death, my turkey gun, is still locked up in the safe, but I've had her out. I've been hanging on to her, holding her, telling her just to sit tight. It won't be long before she'll be out in the woods and we'll be getting after it. As you can tell, I am very excited that springtime is right around the corner. Deer season is not even over yet in Alabama, and I am already getting geared up for turkey season. So I could talk about that all day, but that's not why you tuned in. You tuned in to hear part three of episode 21, Hunting Field Turkeys with Jay Scott. We're going to go ahead and jump into that, but I'm doing something new. At the very end of this podcast, I'm doing a new little segment called Fun with Editing. And you just need to tune in. It's going to be at the very end of the podcast after the outro where you hear the gunshot a second or two later after you hear the gunshot and the turkey wings flapping from that bird going down on the ground. We're going to jump into fun with editing. Not a very long segment. I think you'll enjoy it. I have had fun putting it together, so be sure to tune in for that. Let's jump right into part three of episode 21, Hunting Field Turkeys with Jay Scott, and I will see you on the other side. One of the things that I did this year that I've never done before is that I wanted to see how many birds I could get close to without pulling the trigger. And I was astonished. I learned so much about turkey hunting this past year because I did that, that I had turkeys literally gobbling on the backside of the tree I was sitting on to the point where they were sitting as close to the tree as I was. And it scared me. And this bird I ended up shooting scared me too because I didn't expect it to be exactly there that close gobbling. But I was really more just trying to study the bird to see what they did in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I'd ever done that. Usually it's if I see the bird, it came in and I shoot and that's it. This time I passed on, I would say, 20 birds, all of which would have been perfectly good trophies. And by doing so, I probably packed 
five to ten years of education into one season simply by letting birds go and seeing what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I believe that 100 yep. percent. And further confirmation of that, and you mentioned him just a few minutes ago, was Harold Knight. When I interviewed him, he mentioned how important it is to know the game that you're hunting. Right know their tendencies, know their habits, know their body movements, what those body movements mean. And the only way you can do that is being out there in the woods with them and watching them and observing mm -hmm. them and making mental notes about, well, this turkey did this right before it left, or this turkey did this before he came into me. This turkey got really nervous and tucked his wing and five seconds later he turned and he walked off. Yep. And yep. learning things like that make a world of difference. And there's no doubt in my mind that because of what you did this past year, you said five to 10 years, I probably would lean on the longer end of that scale yeah. towards the 10 years worth of experience that you've gained. And that's going to do nothing but make you that much better of a turkey hunter. Right. I completely agree. And one of the most fascinating things I saw this past season was I had found two birds, both gobbling. And this happened to be on the posted land, the private land I had permission to hunt. Mm -hmm. still adjacent to public land so there's not like these birds were caged in or anything like that or but they had tendencies to be in this area i had the birds calling back to me they're halfway up a hill and they were kind of coming back down but they were very interested in my call and right away hot 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 and this area tends to hold bigger birds than small birds so you kind of knew you're probably into some jakes that grew up together and they're now big monster toms they didn't even know it yeah. and as I'm sitting there, just off of a swamp, I see some movement to my right, and I didn't know what it was. I thought, I've had coyotes come out of this swamp before into the other swamp during turkey season. I thought it might have been a coyote. It might have flashed by. Mm -hmm. But I don't see any, any more movement. All I can make out is a bush probably 50 yards away, and there's something behind it. I didn't know what it was. So I continued to stay down and called, and turkeys were clearly starting to come closer and closer. And then I see movement to the right again, and it turns out to be a bobcat. Yeah. A bobcat is a young one. It's not huge, but it's keying in on the turkeys gobbling coming down the hill. is trying to figure out how it's going to make a meal of this situation. Well, my back is kind of too, I didn't set up perfectly well. I should have been on a different tree, but my back was against the tree and basically away from the birds. So as the turkeys are coming down the hill, I didn't have a way to swing around if I needed to move and it was kind of open. It, was, it would have been a busted situation, but I also couldn't see around the tree to see if they were coming, right. but I could hear them. And as the birds appear further down the hill, I still can't see them. That bobcat sees them. It doesn't, the bobcat doesn't see me. It sees them and it moves up closer and just sits down and starts licking itself. Now it's 40 yards away. I'm watching this whole great nature thing unfold this, yeah. this cat's like licking itself like a, a house cat would waiting for the turkeys to come closer i'm like i'm not going to turn around this tree because those birds could be there and i just can't see them or if i go to move they're on top of me i should just sit still and the reason i'm going to sit still is because i'm going to watch that cat because that cat's going to tell me if those birds are there yeah and sure enough as soon as those birds came into vigil, that cat got the this look in its eye. It instantly dropped down to all fours and went into a crouch position and crawled under the thickest stuff in the swamp just to the edge of where there was no more vegetation and waited and waited. Like, this is amazing. So I can just barely see around the tree, and now I see two longbeards coming down, and they're gobbling and slowly looking for me as the calls. I, and I had shut up completely once I saw the cat. And... They start looking around and looking around and looking around, and they actually go and basically stand on top of the bobcat. 
And I'm like, something's going to happen here. And this is yeah. happening 25 yards away, max. I could have pulled up the, the shotgun and shot either of those birds, but I chose not to. And this was part of the education that I was trying to absorb here that day. What happens to a bird when there's a bobcat present? Well, eventually those birds saw something move in the grass and it was the bobcat. And they start doing this putt dance like I had never seen before, just mm -hmm. all over them, circling around them, circling and putting and making all these weird sounds. And that bobcat didn't want anything to do with it. It literally stood up and just slowly walked off, watching the birds as it made its way up the hill. And then wow. those two tur turkeys ended up coming around me, one around me, one in front of me. And I could have shot either one of them again. But I decided that day that they had just outsmarted a bobcat that I'm going to let these birds live. And I'd actually ended up going back to that spot later in the season and played with those birds some more and learned some more about turkeys' behavior. Yeah, and yeah if, I think it's... If you just pull the trigger all the time, you'll never get to experience that at all. That's very true. I think that's one thing of being in a state like New Hampshire, New Hampshire yeah. Being in Michigan, in these states that have one tag per hunter, you don't want to kill your turkey on the first day. Right. But you, you hunt the first day when you hunt the second day and you hunt the third day. And you go into the woods and you're just doing exactly what you did. You're taking these little tidbits of information and you're putting them in the bank and you're going to use those to cash in when the time comes. In Alabama, we have the opportunity of killing five birds legally. And so right. you do kind of feel that pressure to squeeze the trigger every time you get the opportunity. Right. Because that may be the last one you get. Right. Not that I have to kill five turkeys in Alabama every year because I don't. But you are able to extend your season by three tags filled out of five. And so you end up hunting all the way to the last day of season if you do that. Right. And there have been those years when I've been, I would say, extremely good. But everyone listening to this podcast that knows anything about turkey hunting would know that that'd be a lie. So I'm not going to say it. But there have been those years when I've been extremely lucky and have tagged out in 18 days right. and 20 days and got to take those years when you can. But what that does is that slows down my time of being in the woods and I enjoy being in the woods Yeah, and I enjoy chasing turkeys, whether I'm killing them or not, whether they're gobbling or not. I enjoy being in the woods and learning all I can about them and learning all I can about the woods as well. So I think that's one advantage to being in a state where you've got one tag to fill over a three or four week season. You get that opportunity, and you don't necessarily feel that pressure to squeeze the trigger, and you can watch them right. a good bit. So, yeah. And I know plenty of hunters that don't feel that way. It's like you get an opportunity, you take it. And that's what I had done for years. And it wasn't until this past season that I did that, and I'll, I'll never not do that again. There's so much yeah. more to learn if you just do everything you're going to do and then just don't pull the trigger because you're going to have more opportunities. And that was always the fear, like I'm, I'm not going to have another opportunity. Right. It turns out you have a ton. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you spending a good deal of your evening with us, telling us about field turkeys and giving us some turkey tips and that kind of thing. Now, I feel like you've got one of the best podcasts on iTunes, period, whether that's about hunting or anything else. You've got some fantastic guests on the Big Buck Podcast and you guys cover some very interesting topics, and there's a lot of great information to glean from listening to that podcast. And I know I've learned a lot by listening to it. You've had guests like Lane Benoit, Lee and Tiffany Lakofsky, yep. 
Jackie Bushman, Jana Waller, just to name a few. And those have all been great episodes to learn from. But for me, I think it's the lesser known guys like you had a gentleman on there and I may mispronounce his last name, Dean Vanier. Yep. Or is Dean it? Vanier. Yep. Vanier. Okay. Talking about deer pee and deer scents. Yes. And to me, that was extremely eye-opening. I learned a ton by listening to that episode. And that's the kind of information that you're providing on the Big Buck Podcast. And I highly encourage anyone who has not listened to a Big Buck Podcast to download all of them that they can, listen to all of them. But tell us a little bit about the podcast and tell us when and where we can find it. Sure. I know I mentioned iTunes, and that's one spot, but there are other places that we can pick it yep. up too, aren't there? Yeah, there are a bunch of spots. And basically, the Big Buck Registry was formed because I wanted to make and turn all these great pictures into almost like a virtual museum of stories. And mm -hmm. although we've had celebrity hunters, and that's definitely one of the easy targets, so to speak, to have on your show because they're always looking to sell a DVD or push a book or, or whatever. Sure. Or a television show. And there's definitely some things you can get into on a podcast that you can't get into on a TV show. You can learn more about the person because it's more intimate. And right. we, you definitely want to know that. But we are finding that talking to the good hunters that are just everyday people, the non-celebrities, those are some of the most fascinating and interesting stories. And then there's so many other great stories that are out there that are just people doing stuff in the hunting industry or selling interesting products that you can go and get some deeper insight into that everybody wants to know about, but nobody knows how to ask or, or can go as deep as you can on a podcast. Right. So that's kind of the premise of the whole thing. But more and more, we're leaning towards just interviewing those hunters and huntresses that took great deer have extreme passion for the outdoors and want to tell their story. And as you know, Andy, you capture that moment, whether it's recent or a lot of times you just relive it as they're telling it. And it's just like it was the same day they, they took the big deer or the big turkey, that that passion and that, that connection to other people comes out loud and clear and is what people almost like to hear more than hearing the celebrities, to be honest. And that's yeah. some of the feedback we're getting. So we're probably going to lean more towards that than, than more of the celebrity stuff coming up in 2015. Yeah. Uh, but certainly work some other interesting folks in there that might actually have a, a TV camera on them here and there. But basically, if you want to check us out, iTunes is the obvious one, and that's bigbuckregistry.com forward slash iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher, which is bigbuckregistry.com forward slash Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. I always screw that one up. You can find us on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash bigbuckregistry. We're also on Twitter, so we got some of these social media channels, twitter.com forward slash bigbuckregistry, and YouTube is bigbuckregistry.com forward slash YouTube. And you can always call us and leave us some feedback, 724-613-2825. And if you have shot a nice deer, the best place to go is bigbuckregistry.com forward slash my buck. So you can submit that picture and we can get it posted on our wall of fame, so to speak, which is our Facebook page. So everybody can see your deer and you can be famous for a day. And your Facebook page really has a lot of that on it. Yes. And I would encourage anyone that's listening to the show, if you've shot a big buck, Forward that picture to Jay. Now, he does have some criteria about the picture, and you can learn all of that on the Facebook page. But forward that to him, and he'll post it on there. And you've got, what, roughly 125,000-plus fans on Facebook currently for the Big Buck Registry? Yep, it's, we're, we've gained about 20,000 since the last time we talked about that. We're up to about 145 now. Awesome. It's crazy. It's just 
algorithmic and once people find you more people find you so it's kind of a yeah. interesting good problem to have absolutely that's a good thing well i highly recommend you guys go out there and check out jay on facebook follow him on twitter i know he'll follow you back and listen to the big buck podcast you you will learn a ton about whitetail deer hunting and just deer hunting in general that will make you a much better hunter and help you to kill those bigger bucks so you can send Jay more pictures and he can post more pictures on Facebook <laughs> and you can keep learning more on the podcast and killing more big bucks. And it's just a beautiful cycle. It is. And I would like to encourage all the turkey hunters out there to do the same thing with the Turkey Hunter podcast. I'd like to see your Facebook page grow up and, and blow up like ours did by showing everybody's big turkey that they shot. Well, I appreciate that, and that's something that we obviously encourage is sending us those those photos of your monster gobbler or that trophy Jake that you've shot, and even the fall hen, bearded hens. We'll take them all. We'll take all of those photos and post them up there and share the turkey hunt and love with you, so to speak. So, Always a great story behind any of those photos. There is, and I've got trophies all over my house. My wife is a very special person in that she does not <laughs> mind those animal heads on the wall and doesn't mind those full body mount bobcats and turkeys laying all over the floor and the zebra rug on the living room and all that kind of stuff she's cool with it but anytime we have people over they're always asking what's this and what's that but i have a wall of turkey beards and feet and when people come over they look at that and they're like what i mean that's just parts <laughs> What is that? I said, there's a story that goes with each and every one of them. Yep. And if you have about six months, I'll sit down and tell you the story of each and every one of them. <laughs> and they don't believe me that I know where every one of those turkeys was killed yep. and the story about how the turkey died. But you just don't forget them. You don't. And I had to go through and, and match up which beard and tail went with which story. I've had to like write it on the back. So I don't. Oh, yeah. I always remember the story, but I can't always remember which bird it was. I'm running out of space and my wife doesn't like that animals hanging on the wall anyway. And I just try to remind her that Martha Stewart is big in a taxidermy and that kind of Moms are down for a year. <laughs> but. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, Jay, I really appreciate you spending time with us today and, and sharing your knowledge and experience of field turkeys and turkey hunting in general. And again, you've been a big help for me and helping me to be able to grow the Turkey Hunter podcast and getting a good head of steam behind it. And we're growing every month. And I attribute a great deal of that to you and your help and experiences that you've shared with me and being able to grow that. Cool. So I thank you much for all of that. I look forward to talking to you again soon. And I'm looking forward to the next episode of the Big Buck podcast, which is going to be whom? It's going to be Crystal Buskirk, who is... A, a gal hunter who has gone from being an anti-hunter to a hardcore big deer killing machine. Wow. How about that? That's a good story. That's going to be awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to listening to that. And that'll be out Saturday. Saturday morning, 5 a.m. That's when we launch every new podcast. Sweet. Saturday morning, 5 a.m. And that'll be Saturday, December the 27th, in case you are catching this episode of the Turkey Hunter podcast in February. And you want to catch that one because I'm sure with all of us being pro hunters, we're very interested to hear about an anti-hunter who has converted. That's right. It is so, quite a story. Andy, awesome. Andy, this has been fun, man. It's it's always great to, Thank you, to talk podcasting and hunting with other podcaster hunters. Yes, indeed. It has been awesome for me, and let's do it again sometime soon. All right. I'm, I'm down with that. Turkey season's right around the corner. It'll be here before we know it, won't it? It sure will. Can't wait. 
All right, buddy. Well, thank you again. If I do not speak to you before Christmas, have a very Merry Christmas. I hope you and your family have a wonderful holiday and wish you guys the very best. Excellent. Same to you, Andy, and I'm sure I'll be texting you. Sounds great, buddy. Thanks, Jay. See you, man. All right. Goodbye. All right. Thanks for tuning in to part three of episode 21. That is our final part of the episode with Jay Scott hunting field turkeys. Next week, I am extremely excited to have Karen Lee, who is the Vice President of Communications with the NWTF on the show. She's going to be talking to us about the upcoming Wild Turkey Convention and Sports Show that the NWTF is hosting in Nashville. So you'll want to catch that. She'll be telling us about all of the exciting events that are wrapped up into the convention and the sports show. And if you're going to be anywhere within 300 miles of Nashville, the weekend of the sports show and convention, I highly recommend that you attend that. I will be there and I would love it if you're there and you will email me at andy at iamturkeyhunting.com and let me know that you're there. I'd love to meet you. Shake your hand. Thank you for listening to the show in person and get your input and feedback. See what you'd like to hear in upcoming episodes as well. So if you're going to be in Nashville at the convention, please hit me up for that. Don't miss next week's interview with Karen Lee. It's a lot of fun. Also, please don't forget to go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and a review and let me know all the things that you like about the show. Again, I know you guys have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I look forward to seeing you next week, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week. This is the world premiere of a new segment of the Turkey Hunter podcast called Fun with Editing, where I take certain parts of the interview and I have some fun with the audio editing software that I use. Now, this is a short clip that I'll start doing each week after the end of each show. I hope you enjoy it as much as I do putting it together. Now, since you listen to the show in its entirety, you already know that no one was harmed in the recording of this show and the thoughts and opinions expressed in the fun part of this show are not necessarily the thoughts and opinions of the Turkey Hunter podcast or its affiliates. All clips played in this part of the show are fake. You never heard this here. Enjoy. Can't wait. Martha Stewart is big in a turkey pee. Wow. Pull the trigger. 15. 125 plus. 145. Is 18. Pull the trigger. Martha Stewart is big in a pot dance. What is that? Five plus one plus three is six.
Martha Stewart is a hardcore big deer killing machine. She's cool with it. To squeeze the trigger is passion. Martha Stewart is big in a deer pee. <laughs> That's a good story. One, two, three. Pull the trigger. Martha Stewart is big in a putting and she's cool with it. Can't wait. Martha Stewart is big in a turkey hunt and love. What is that? Andy, awesome. this has been fun, man. Man, 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 man.